college football was kind of slow this weekend. And uh, the high school boys, though, man, they kept me entertained from Friday to Saturday. Uh, Sunday, I had to chill. But yeah, we that's that's what we're going to talk about on this episode of the weekend. College, it's a few things. Not necessarily the big time, the, 15, the fact the teams in the fan out 15, but what's all the teams outside? Um, coaching wise, we're going to speak on that. But yeah, mainly high school, man. And first thing before I jump into it, I have to give a big shout out and an apology to California. So come from the East Coast, we always live in California, especially when it came to football. It's like pretty, you know, they want to play pretty football. You know, you want to spread it out, toss it all around the field, because that's what we see in college. You know, all the all the big time. California colleges, you know, they play pretty ball. And when they go against a Midwest team or a Southern team or East Coast team, they kind of get beat up. So, but, um, man, this weekend I, I got to watch the Trinity League out here in California, which features Marvin Day, St. John Bosco, and Jay Sarah also played this weekend. And they went 3-0 and against the rest of the country. Um, Jay Sarah went against a team from Georgia. St. John's, uh, St. John Bosco, with the Council out of Maryland, and uh, as far as they played the number two team in the country, St. Francis, and they proved that they are not just some pretty boys. They proved that, yes, we can play physical football too, and I'm going to get a little bit more into that, but just wanted to say that real quick. So, yes, my apologies to the California boys uh, in high school, and just, I, I, I'm sorry forever thinking you guys were just some pretty boys that like to run up and down the field. No, when it comes time to use them pads, you guys damn sure know how to use them pads. So. But with all that being said, welcome back to the weekend. I am your host, Kendall Hilton. You can follow me on Instagram, K-E-L-L-H. Follow the Fan Out Sports page, F-A-N-I Sports. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter, K-N-D-L-L-0. And like my page on Facebook. Um, just type in Kendall Hill and you'll see a dog skin brother with a bucket hat on. That's me. So, yeah, make sure you tune in. And most importantly, the most important thing, patreon.com slash khilton. Sign up, become a subscriber. Try to get this thing rolling, man. Being in this California market is huge. There's a lot of competition, but it's fun. You know, it's a lot of resources out here. And uh, I'm enjoying it so far. You know, I've, I've got to see some great talent. I've got to cover, not cover, but I've got to interview some some high profile players and um i mean i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it you know if it's it's, it's really is starting from the bottom again and i'm having fun so but make sure you go there to help support um my journey and 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 um get in tune with the fan out movement and you can sign up for three dollars a month um and that's it you know it'll be three dollars a month for here on out forever never will it change never will it go up never will it go down so i appreciate anyone that signs up but i appreciate anyone that just supports me uh whether it's a like a comment i'm just looking at my stuff sharing my stuff anything you know i appreciate all that support so let's get right into it man this this probably going to be a quick episode but i didn't want to leave y'all hanging for the week so let's jump right into it let's get into the fan out 15 so the fan out 15 did not change it is the same teams from last week, and mainly because no one lost. You know, Florida had a had a challenging game against Kentucky. Could have dropped them down a little bit, um, but other than that, no one lost. And I know in the AP rankings they switched theirs up. They got Utah at number ten. I have Utah at fifteen. 
And uh, Penn State, they also could have dropped. I didn't want to drop them either. They had a tough game against Pitt, which was like a renewed rivalry. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I looked at it. I was like, you know what? Next week, next week's games are going to be a lot more tougher. And I'm gonna have a lot more, a lot more to to go by off. Of. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, rank the team. Well, how badly did they beat this team, or did they struggle with this team? You know, I know I did that to Michigan a couple weeks ago, but that's because other teams won and defeated very good teams. No one beat, no one defeated a very good team this weekend. So it was no no ranked opponent played another ranked opponent, and you know I was like, you know what, I'm gonna let everyone have this weekend since everyone won. Everyone got the victory. We're going to keep it the same. So, yes, the Fan Out 15 is just the same from a week ago. No major changes. Um, but let's 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 talk about some of the games though. Florida. Uh they struggled they struggled against Kentucky, but I expected that. I actually picked Kentucky to beat them. I thought Kentucky was going to win that game. Um Florida came back, ended up winning, but they got a casualty. Felipe Franks will likely be out for the rest of the season with a dislocated ankle. Um and it's it's just it's just tough for that young man cuz you know he he already went through a lot trying to uh gain the respect of the Florida faithful. He started the year off with three big wins and now you know going to his senior season is cut short because of a of an injury. You never want to see things like that. And I was actually cheering for him. You know, I wanted him to actually do do well this year so the Florida faithful can get off his back. <laughs> and it looked like he was on his way to that. So, yep, he will be out for the remainder of the season with a dislocated ankle. Dan Mullen, he will have to rely on Kyle Trash and Emory Jones. Mullen said he'll use both. So, um, But more than likely, it'll probably be um, Trash getting majority of the time. I would love to see Emory Jones get some time. He was uh, uh, he had a kind of a high-profile recruit when he was coming out of high school. But yeah, that that that's the story of the Gators so far um for the re- remainder of the season is how they're going to use these dual quarterbacks. Will they will they um manage? And cuz it's not going to get easier. Um next week they do have Tennessee who finally got their first win. But after they face Towson, that's when things get real. <laughs> cuz that's when the SEC uh conference play begins. So uh, hopefully these next two weeks when they're going against woeful opponents, they can uh, figure it out, figure out a good system, figure out a good a good way to use both quarterbacks and continue their undefeated record. But I, I don't know. It's going to be tough for them. It's going to be tough for them. So a couple of coaching changes that I'm expecting from this season, and the main one is Chip Kelly at UCLA. Um, I'm out here in LA and I get I'm I'm getting an up close and personal a viewpoint from the fans perspective of how and the media perspective of what UCLA is. And a lot of people are like so disappointed in UCLA. Um <laughs> it's funny. And cause Chip Kelly, man, he uh I liked him when he was at Oregon, but when he took that job at, at with the Eagles and how he just shipped everyone away. Just traded the whole team away. I I I kind of got a bad vibe from him after that, and I think him at UCLA is just not going to work. He's gone on four for the second year in a row to start the season, and I just recently read a, a quote from him saying that he will not use the blur offense that he 
was that he's most famous for from back in Oregon um, when, you know, they was running the ball all up and down the field. Com- completely changed college football, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, he said he's not using that. That was that was then. I, he don't ex- he don't understand why people would expect him to to use that offense now. You know, the game is completely different. And for me, to me, I'm like, OK, you don't have to use that offense, but you got to do something. You got to do something, Chip. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know whether it's you, you, you're not getting the right players. I I, just, I don't know because being out here in California and seeing the amount of talent that's out here and, and understand, I no longer, I, I am firm believing like it's the coaching. It, it has to be. Same thing with Coach Helton. It has to be the coaching. It got to be the coaching. You know, in USC, they took a loss to BYU on the road, but it's just, man, there's so much talent out here. And it's like you don't even have to leave the state of California. And you can still produce a national championship contender. So I don't I don't get it. I don't get it with USC and UCLA. You know, me being out here, me living out here, me getting a chance to be around the high school football scene in California. You know, it's quarterbacks all over the place. You know, I don't you don't see quarterbacks that often in, in, in on the East Coast. You know, they're, they're far and few between. So far, every game that I've been to this season, I've seen, you know, decent quarterbacks, kids that can throw the ball, kids that can run spread offenses. And I I just don't understand what's wrong with the, you know, Southern Cal and and UCLA. So, yeah, I I expect I don't know how long he's going to last. I really don't. Um, And I don't know when they're going to get their first win. Uh, the Rose Bowl is like, uh, it's dead. It's dead. When you look at this, it's, it's, I seen a shot of the uh, of the game, and it was empty. It was basically almost empty. And the Rose Bowl is one of the most beautiful uh, sports facilities that I've ever been to. You know, I, I covered I covered the Gold Cup matchup between Mexico and Cuba there, and man, it was it was phenomenal. You can you can feel the 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 energy and the magic there you know i can tell like when it's a big time football game in that stadium man it's it's a beautiful thing so i really don't understand why chip can't figure it out but i do expect him to get fired very soon and don't sleep on urban myers i've been saying this i'm like he's going to end up at one of these california schools i'm not sure which one i'm not sure which one but he's going to end up at one and people are like, ah, nah, he's not, he's done, he's not cold. Nah, he does this. This is what he do. He getting a little bit of trouble, getting a little bit of hot, hot water. He retires for a year, take a break, sit back, relax, watch the playing field, and then he comes back. And then he comes back. So, and he's been out here in L.A. a lot. So I know he's watching. And with UC USC, they're about to have a new uh, athletic director, which likely means Coach Helton, unless he do something phenomenal that he's going to get pushed out the door because the new ad is definitely going to want to have his own coach and i'm pretty sure the new ad is going to be on the phone with urban myers pretty sure i don't i don't see who else he would go for because that's what usc specifically usc they need a big name coach they need a big name coach the one to get the fans excited again to get players excited again they need a big name guy ucla uh, same thing I think the same thing. Not so much as not so much as USC, but I think they need this the same thing for them. And maybe and Chip Kelly was the big name guy. Chip was the big name guy, but I don't know what's going on there, and I don't I don't really understand it yet. You know, I, just watching it from afar, I haven't do- dove deep into 
why he cannot, you know, produce a a, a good football team. And it, it's just it's it's funny. It's funny watching it from afar. But uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how long both of them are going to last. But I, I don't I don't I don't see Helton bought himself some time with the big wins, but he also lost some time with this loss to BYU. And 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 Chip, man, I, I any day now. I think Chip is on the any day now type of type of schedule. <laughs> any day now, it's going to come through our phone. Chip Kelly, uh, UCLA fires Chip Kelly. So just keep a lookout for that. And like I said, Urban Myers, Urban Meyer, don't sleep on don't sleep on him coming back. He might come back. This week's college player of the weekend is Tua Tagovailoa. He threw for 444 yards, five touchdowns, and only had eight incompletions against South Carolina on the road against South Carolina. Um, great performance, just an all-around great performance, and he, he's he's showing that don't 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 forget about me yet. You know, I've noticed a lot of people have been looking at him like, ah, you know, is he really that good? Especially with Jalen Hurts going to Oklahoma. And putting up stupid numbers, but um, Tua is definitely still one of the best quarterback, if not the best quarterback in the country. So don't 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 just throw him to the wayside just yet. You know, just because he hasn't produced. This is first real, I would say, big big performance. Um, Trevor Lawrence was still waiting for his breakout performance, but like I tell people all the time, once they get that film on you, it changes. You know, things change once the film is on you. So. Um, but yeah, Tua, he he did, had an awesome game. Um, that wide receiving core, man, God damn, that wide that Alabama wide receiving core is, woo, good luck trying to stop them. And when he's throwing the ball like that, they're unbeatable. You know, they're unbeatable. I, in my opinion, because you got four guys that that are that are t- uh, first, second round caliber players that's catching the ball, and then you got a, a first round caliber quarterback that's throwing the ball. It was like, man, what do you do? You know, how do you stop that? Um, as far as on the high school side, Mr. Bryce Young is once again a high. Actually, it's going to be co-players. It's going to be co-players this weekend as the uh, players of the weekend for the high school division. Bryce Young and St. John Bosco's DJ Ui Galele. I hope I got it right. I hope I got it right. I'm going to be visiting him tomorrow at their practice, St. John Bosco practice tomorrow. But both of those guys, man, play phenomenal quarterback play. Um, And, you know, they represented the state of California. They represented Southern California well and the Trinity League well just by by, by their performances. And coming into the game all today, a lot of questions was mainly for me. Was can they can they handle the physicality of St. Francis? And St. Francis came out early. St. Francis out of Baltimore, Maryland, came out early and let the pads talk early. They were pound. They were beat. They were they were delivering big hits. They were definitely delivering the drama. But Marta, they never wavered. You know, Bryce Young never wavered. He had four rushing touchdowns, which is the most impressive thing to me. You know, because he's a throwing, this is a throwing offense. And I know that he wanted to send a message with those four rushing touchdowns just, just to, show, to show we're not scared of you. That was the message coming on the field from the other day. 
um, to Francis that, you know, they were saying, we're not scared of you. We're not scared of you because St. Francis has intimidated opponents over the last two years to the point the league back in Baltimore that they originally played in kicked them out because they were just dominating. They were dominating so much. And the league is a little bit deeper than that, but I'm not going to get into that on this platform. I'm going to save that for a little bit more in-depth type of thing. But, yeah, they, they were just dominating so much that the league kicked them out. So now they get to play this national schedule and they get to travel to California and everything. So when they came out here and when that first quarter, and when, when, when the game first started, they said, well, we're going to hit you. We're going to hit you in the mouth. We're going to hit you in the mouth and we're going to hit you in the mouth. And Marta Day just said, okay. Bring your hits. We're going to hit you in the mouth too, though. And we're going to score the football. And we're going to play our style. We're going to make you hit and play our style. So uh, as far as DJ Ui Galele. So this week's matchup, he's going to Clemson next year. more exciting. He's going to sit behind Trevor Lawrence for a year. But my God, Davo. we're going to start on Friday with Utah at USC. Utah is the ranked team in this situation. 6'4", USC could have been the ranked team in this situation. But, you know, they failed to handle their business. Accurate, accurate as hell. Can throw just as good as anybody in the country. He's number one quarterback in the country. And Just one play, second, he me. scrambled out Pull to his left. Got to get my notes. Uh, scrambled out to notes. his right. Sorry. Uh, but I, I, Pulled the ball I, I, I down. I kind of slept on Utah in the beginning of the, the season. The defensive I, back I, came I left up, him out tried to deliver the hit. Purposely went for his legs. Like, ah, let's see what they Ooh, did. Oh, he got low. Let's see if they just continue to win. Let's see if they continue to bounce right off. Together. Good Helmet went flying. So far, they It was like, oh, my goodness. I can't knock him anymore. This is a man. This is a man. This is not a boy. This is a man. Yeah, they'll take one Yeah, he's a cheat code. You know, he's a cheat code. Uh, if I ever seen one, somebody that big with that kind of size, he looks like a defensive. He looks like a defensive end playing quarterback, and you know that 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 that's that's unheard of. You know, that's that's Ben Roethlisberger type size, and he might be bigger than Roethlisberger. He's not tall as Roethlisberger, but he's just as big. And um, yeah, he had a great game, two hundred eighty six passing yards, uh, three touchdowns. So he had a phenomenal day, also. Just great, great, great quarterback play from both both uh, players. I, I I can't wait till they play each other. October twenty fifth. So far, Bosco and Marta Day are number one and number two in the country. So when that game comes around, woo! Let the fireworks go off. Let the fireworks go off, man. And they had they've last few times they played UFC has been close games. Uh, in two thousand 
14. They beat UFC 20, 24-21. And 2015, got away from them at UFC. They lost 24-42. 2016, they came back with another victory, 31-27. In 2017, 27-28, uh, they lost at UFC. Uh, USC was ranked at the time. They lost 27-28. And uh, last year, they won 41-28 at home. So, they, uh, yeah, these games are pretty close. So, I'm expecting another close close battle for them on this one, too. So, uh, But, yeah, the, they, they've been doing a great job, man. I, I can't take nothing away from the Utes. Kyle Willingham, he has a great, great, great unit. He's built the program, definitely built the program. So, we're going to see how they do against the Trojans. On Friday night. Next, we have the Wolverines taking on the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, Wisconsin sits right outside of the Fan I-15, and and uh, a win right here could knock one knock Michigan completely out and put the Badgers in. But um, this game will have playoff implications. It will have Big Ten championship implications. This is a very very important game. Uh, last year. The Wolverines defeated Wisconsin 38-13. Um, they did allow 183 rushing yards. Uh, the team averaged, Wisconsin averaged 6.3 yards a carry. So uh, I don't think they can do that again and win. So it'll be interesting to see how they slow down Jonathan Taylor and that rushing attack. But Michigan, they, they have to win. This is a must win for Michigan. This is definitely a must win for Michigan. Not to say it's not for Wisconsin, but Michigan has to win. They cannot this is the season where they beat they 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 beat Ohio State. They go to the college football playoffs. This is what this season is supposed to be. That's supposed to be the story for this season for the Wolverines. So they cannot lose this game. Uh, they gotta get a they gotta get a road win, man. This is gonna be a tough road win. Last time they were on the road in Wisconsin, they lost ten to twenty four. So uh, let's see if they can they can pull one out. Next we have Auburn. Taking on Texas A and M, uh, Auburn was is the road team. This 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 series been back and forth. Uh, 2014, uh, the Aggies won in in in, in Auburn, 41-38, and in 2015, they lost at home, 10 to 26. They went back to Auburn in 2016 with got a victory, 29-16. Came back home, lost 27-42. Went back to Auburn. Last year, uh, 24-28, that was the first time the home team has won in this series in the last seven games. So um, the road team seems to have the advantage in this series so uh, so far, but we, we'll see. Auburn's playing great. Texas A&M, they took a tough loss to Clemson. They're going to try to come back and get back into that uh, uh, college playoff conversation. Luckily for them, they're in the SEC. So they do they 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 do get another life, <laughs> I like to call it. You know, SEC teams get nine lives when it comes to the ranking. So, um, yeah, this game uh also another game with playoff implications, SEC championship implications. Very very important game for both teams. See if the Aggies can actually uh, get a big win. They need it. They definitely need it. Georgia Notre Dame. Probably the most interesting game of the weekend. They haven't. They on, they've only played each other twice, and I think the last matchup came 
in 19. Oh, no, they played in 2017. Okay, so they played in 2017 uh, at, at Notre Dame. Georgia won 20 to 19. So this year they're going to come back and play the, play the Irish down in uh, Sanford Stadium uh, in between the hedges. I want to pick Georgia, but a part of me believes that Notre Dame is going to steal this one. And I say that because Georgia's offense hasn't been as impressive as one one would wish they would be. Um, I, I I haven't seen the Heisman caliber ta- uh, talent pop out of DeAndre Swift yet. Uh, Jake Fromm has been having pedestrian throwing numbers. They're three and zero. Don't get me. They're putting up the they're, they're scoring the ball, but they haven't done it against a team that is worthy of really paying attention to. And I'm curious to see how the offense is going to fare out against Notre Dame defense, who's been uh, one of the best in like the last five years. So. I, I got a feeling Notre Dame's going to steal this one. I got a strong feeling Notre Dame's going to go down there and steal that steal that game, um, just because I, I'm not sure what the offense is for Georgia. I'm not, I'm not sure how good they really are, but if they do come out and play phenomenal and DeAndre Swift runs the ball uh, like a Heisman winner, then 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 this game should be Georgia's, you know, by by multiple multiple possessions. So I, I if Georgia wins, it's going to be by two possessions but if Notre Dame wins I think it's going to be a close hard fought game um no more than two. the winner whoever gets the 24 points first will win the game that's my opinion and last game of the weekend on the college level that I'm going to watch is Kansas versus West Virginia and this is not a ranked game this is not a big time game or anything like that but Les Miles you know I think if Les Miles can get a big win against West Virginia that'll help him tremendously in the recruiting, and it'll 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 make people take Kansas seriously. Not saying that West Virginia is a power, but West Virginia is in a better place than what Kansas is. Kansas is the bottom of the barrel; they're the laughing stock of the Big Twelve. West Virginia has had success, um, not with like Big Twelve championships, but they've won games. They've won big games. Um, when Tavon Austin was there, they beat Oklahoma on the road. You know, so they've they've done things to to for for people to take them seriously, and I think if Les Miles can take his boys into take them take his boys into that game and they're home, they can have you know they can win that game. I think that'll really make people take Kansas a little bit more seriously. So that's why I'm going to watch that game. I, I but but let me know what you know what small time unranked game you're going to be watching this weekend, and 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 let me know you know tell me which games is most intriguing to you. Uh, for the high school level, haven't really picked a game to uh to watch this weekend. Right now, I'm looking at Sarah versus Narborn, uh, down here in Southern California. That is a uh, that is a rivalry game between the two. So, uh, but but stay tuned. You know, got make sure you follow me on all my social media to to to, to stay up to date on which game I'm going to be hitting up this weekend. Uh, yeah. So, but those are your college games of the weekend. A lot of playoff implications. A lot of conference championship implications. Um, it's going to be a fun weekend. Rankings will be shifting. It won't be the same this next weekend. Trust me, it won't be the same. So this episode was, like I said, it was a short episode. Um, didn't have didn't have a lot that I truly wanted to talk about. Um, I was more so in the high school things this year, um, this weekend, um, down at St. John Bosco, who put on a great event, the Trinity versus USA Showcase. That was it was amazing, man. Like, uh, w- w- I-, I definitely give a big hand clap to Bosco and, and the Trinity League for, 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 for the event that they put on. 
Um, but yeah, so this weekend just didn't have didn't have too much that I really wanted to talk about. But I didn't want to leave you guys without an episode, so I made sure I, I you know I grinded it out, got my research in, and and, and brought you guys a, a, a decent episode. I would say it's decent, not my best, but I think it, I think it's definitely a decent episode. Next week though, we're gonna be back at it. We're gonna be back with our original program, and we're gonna be back with all the analysis and everything else. So thank you for joining me. For this week's episode of the Weekend Podcast, I appreciate all the support. Make sure you follow me, Kendall Hilton. Just type my name in Google and follow everything you see with a dark-skinned brother with a bucket hat on. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, we're going we're gonna to continue this grind. Football season, we are we are almost a month in. We got one more. We got one more week. Two more weeks of, of September left. Two more weeks of September left. Then we get into the October when the weather starts to drop a little bit getting to them grind that's the grind month october's the grind month you know that's when games get tougher that's when you playing guys that you see every year they know you you know them so right now we're still having fun with non-conference play and stuff like that but in two more weeks the month of october is when things get really real and we kick it up a notch so thank you once again i appreciate everyone that tech that checks out the weekend podcast make sure you guys follow me And like I end every episode, live life like the weekend. I'm out.